Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Obviously, the news of the week 
Um, there's a lot going on. Basketball is coming down the stretch run tomorrow, opening day for baseball. Almost, It's a holiday for most people, including myself. Um, I used to take the day off. I, I, I don't really have that luxury. I'm a, I work from home, so, you know, I could do as I do, as a villain does. But um, all that going on, March Madness has been popping. The men's and the women's side, South Carolina, on their way to looking like to get a championship. Um but the big news of the week is Lamar Jackson, brother. Lamar Jackson uh, came out with a tweet with the owners' meetings uh, taking place this Monday, um, and I think around 11 o'clock, uh, head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, John Harbaugh, was about to take uh, his seat and start talking to reporters. And then the man himself finally speaks, Lamar Jackson, putting out a series of tweets, which I, I don't want to – go into all of them, they're, they're long tweets, but basically saying uh, as far back as March 2nd, he requested a trade from the Ravens. Um, you know, John Harbaugh played it cool, played, you know, said, you know, I haven't spoken to him, I haven't seen the tweets, but, you know, we'd love to get him, you know, have him back, can't wait to, you know, talk to him, blah, 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 all that. But it looks like this relationship is, was sour to begin with, and it, it is hitting uh, even sour notes as we go go forward so tp lamar jackson a month ago almost requested a trade from baltimore but it doesn't look like there's a lot of suitors out there i mean what do you feel about lamar jackson his state does he have any leverage um does he really want to trade like handicap this whole thing because there's so many angles to go into with this tp but i'd love to get your perspective well, as you know, I'm a music guy. I love music, and uh, I'm going to take you back, back in the time to my sophomore year in high school, and it was a song by a guy named Christopher D. Wallace, and the song was called Kicking the Door. And uh, the way that it started, it, it started off of a comedy special. The comedian's name was Martin Lawrence, and it went like this. I got to talk. I got to tell them how I feel. I got to talk about this game as I see it. So the crazy part about this with Lamar Jackson right now is, and it, it's, it's, quite, it's quite crazy that you bring this up first, because I was thinking about this today, about what and, Lamar Jackson is to football and how he's being played at this point in time. So if he made this trade request in March 2nd, it was no big news in Baltimore because they wanted to keep that on the wrap to see what they could have, quote-unquote, suckered him to, right? And I'm going to say that. I'm going to say suckered him to, right? Because they feel mm-hmm. like they could get the leg up over him and his mother because his mom's his agent. I think that's more or less why they're playing hardball with him, and they keep trying to use injury, injury. And football people are going to get injured. What quarterback didn't get injured? Name one. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm waiting to see who's Iron Man, so on and so forth. It's going to happen especially in today's day and game where more quarterbacks are mobile no more. You're not getting statues anymore. Like, statue stuff is going to be out of the way, and I want to say about five to eight years. You're not going to see too many statue quarterbacks. All quarterbacks are going to be able to move and make things happen. So you mean to tell me that you're not going to give him a fully guaranteed contract where there's quarterbacks in the league that have not done what he's done? You mean to tell me that this guy won a Heisman Trophy and an MVP in a matter of what, let's just say three years, he's only been in the league for five, and there's other quarterbacks that haven't done what he's done specifically that are getting more money in a game that he's been able to do what they have done or better across the board. 
there's quarterbacks that are nowhere near him that are getting more money than him. Dak Prescott is getting more money than Lamar Jackson. Dak Prescott is not better than Lamar Jackson. Um, Ryan Tannehill is getting more money than him at this point in time, even though I know Lamar may end up getting a bigger contract. But this is what we're looking at right now. And these guys have not done what he's done from two different levels of football, let alone looking at the city of Baltimore and how they do all of these stars from Ray Lewis to Ed Reed, now to Lamar Jackson. All these guys were superstars in their own right for that organization. They did not want to pay these guys. And they're doing it to Lamar to be like, hey, we'll tag you. You just deal with what we give you now. Us as normal people, civilians, consumers of the game, we would love to have a $33, $35 million contract in front of us. But guys that know that they're worth more than that in the game, it's like, why are you playing this type of game with him? And then uh, if he ends up going there, you end up playing this type of hardball, whatever trade you get, how does it work out? Like, are you going to get a quarterback for a quarterback? That's not a guarantee. Are you going to get a pick for him and then try to pick up one of the notable quarterbacks in the league, which I doubt they have an opportunity to get out of college. So that's a questionable situation. Or do you just look at at Tyler Huntley as the guy that leads Baltimore for the next two to four seasons? I don't think that's a good thing. This is telling me that you guys are ready – to rebuild this situation, and don't matter if Lamar stays or goes. You did not want to put a team around him, and now look at what you're dealing with. You got a dilemma where you was going to sit up there and just have Harbaugh up on a, a pedestal and talk all type of nonsense to the world. And this is what it looks like right now. There's no togetherness. There's nothing going on in Baltimore other than disarray, malfunction. I, I, just, I just don't like what's going on. I really would love to see Lamar out of that organization right now because I want him to be the franchise quarterback, and he deserves what he what he's worked for at this point in time. So, um, interesting enough, I've seen some of the tweets and saying that he wasn't injured from week one to 12, and if he wanted to come back and make a run, so on and so forth, he, he can say whatever he wants at the end of the day. But what are you going to do? Baltimore, I want you guys to look at yourself now into the future. You're going to have to hope and pray that things work out from the trade or the draft, and I don't think any of that looks like Lamar Jackson or better than him at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways to to take this, and it's like both sides are wrong, but both sides are are stubborn, right? I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, as soon as he got that MVP, and I think you've mentioned this too, TP, as soon as he got that MVP, they should have locked him up in a deal. You know, Patrick Mahomes signed a 10-year deal. That's really not a 10-year deal, but he got $45 million per year. It's, a, it's almost a half a billion dollars. It's a team-friendly deal that they'll probably keep, you know, changing up every couple years, you know, putting a, you know, as a, like a bonus or extending however they want to fix it so that it gives them cap flexibility. The Ravens had every opportunity to do that. They didn't do it. And as, as soon as – Mahomes signed that deal like a year or two ago, they should have been right there behind them with a similar type of deal to give flexibility, but also reward their guy for being a, a great quarterback and a great teammate and a great ambassador for the city. I think the, the city of Baltimore has embraced him. He's embraced the city. He's the face of that franchise. He's, he's probably the most popular athlete in the city, arguably. It, it, without a question, I don't, I, I don't see anybody as, as popular as him in the state of Maryland. Uh, with with both the the Orioles or what have you, so for them not to to pay him is disrespectful, and it's like why why didn't you pay him? Did you not believe that he was that dude, 
or I mean, there's no reason any other team would do it. As soon as as soon as uh, as soon as the Eagles have the chance, they're going to extend Jalen Hurts, right? Um, the the you know the 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 Chiefs extended uh, they extended Patrick Mahomes. He went to MVPs. The Dallas Cowboys, a guy that does, hasn't gotten an MVP, is Dak Prescott. They gave him his money. Um, what was the what were the what were the Ravens waiting for? What were they doing? Josh Josh Allen hadn't got MVP. He got his money. So it's weird, and you know, a lot of people are saying that he's getting punished. That you know, Lamar Jackson is being punished for not, you know, having an agent and trying to quote unquote buck the system. And I don't think that's the reason. I don't think that's the issue at all that, you know, he doesn't have an agent. I think the fact that he doesn't have an agent is hurting him more than it's helping him in thinking, oh, you I, you don't think I can do this deal by myself or I can negotiate my own deal or I'm not smart enough. It's that stereotype that I'm just a player. I'm not – that's not the issue. It's like – and I'm going to let you chime in on this, TP. When, when, in baseball, when you have arbitration hearings, right, it's the player on one side of the table – it's the team on the other side of the table and a judge in the middle. And both sides are trying to bring up an argument, just like in court, on why this guy is worth this or and he's not worth this. The team wants to pay you $20 million. You want to get paid $25 million. So the team is going to lay out all these reasons why you don't deserve 25 why we should only pay you 20 and for Lamar's case, his injuries, he hasn't completed a season. You know, they could bring up only one playoff win in his first season, whatever, you know, he wasn't a high draft pick, there were quarterbacks chosen before, whatever they want to do, they can bring that up, and it gets personal, and hear that kind of stuff that you would take personally, I think Lamar Jackson has heard this stuff from the team during negotiations, and he took it personally like Michael Jordan, and now, you know, there's hurt feelings, whereas if you had an agent, the agent can listen to that stuff. He, he can tell you, hey, they just don't want to pay you this money. This is what they want to pay you. This is what we think you should get. This is, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It, it's, a, it's gotten really personal, really bad, really quickly, and now it's deteriorated. You know what I mean, TP? What I don't understand is, is okay, <laughs> they pick on him because it's his mother, right? And, mm-hmm. I mean, she deserves the same grounds that everybody else could if they are able to take care of the situation, which she's doing at this point in time. She is the right. one that told the entire NFL in that draft, my son is a quarterback. Y'all are not making him a receiver or a running back. He's a quarterback. That's right. That's right. She, she That's was right. right. She was right. So how all of a sudden she's the bad person to be there when y'all was going to make him a receiver? He probably would have been out the league like, quote, unquote, Terrell Pryor. Because Terrell Pryor, they missed you, try to put him at wide receiver. Look at Terrell Pryor. He's no longer playing in the NFL, and he's still able-bodied with, you know, youth to him. I want to say he's probably at the oldest, the early 30s, you know what I'm saying, at least, you know. So don't let these people tell you what you can't do. Now, the crazy part about this is, like, they're hindering him because of that situation, and she's going to get a, a fraction of that because she's being an agent. I don't feel that's right at all. I don't. Um if if he's going to get a fully guaranteed contract, like try to meet him somewhere in between there. But there is some numbers that he did turn down that have me scratching my head. Like, well, what are you really looking for? Like Baltimore really doesn't pay people. Are you trying to set a, a precedent on how they can make that money move in Baltimore? But I get it where you're coming from. Who are they giving money to? What receiver is getting big money there? 
where tight end is getting big money there because Mark Andrews isn't, and Mark Andrews are all pro tight end. What running back is getting money there, and they are running first team anyway. What defensive players getting money there? Safety, linebacker, alignment. There, none of them getting it. What kick returner getting money? So you mean to tell me Baltimore is sitting up there with a boatload of money in their pockets and not giving it to nobody, but they want people to accept the bare minimum or scratch the surface on what they should be worth, like not trying to move the market or, or make something shake at all. They're just willing to just deal with this house as it comes. Baltimore. I was listening to a song today by Nas called What Goes Around, and he preached the word karma. <laughs> it don't come back around to you. Believe me, what goes around, it comes around. And and um, if he leaves, Baltimore's going to be bad for at least that two to four years, even if, if uh, Huntley is the quarterback or not. If they bring somebody in there, they're not just going to flip the switch and be great in the AFC North. I, I feel like Cleveland's taking a step. Cincinnati's still the top of that division. Who knows what uh, Pittsburgh is going to be able to do because Pittsburgh went from bad to at least finishing above 500. So uh, Baltimore could end up being at the bottom of the division that fast if Lamar leaves. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what that was kind of my point, too. Like, the conspiracy isn't because he, he's representing himself and his mother are, are doing the business. I, the conspiracy, in my mind, is the fact that the owners – or coming out, or coaches, what have you, both are saying they're not interested, which I think is a joke. I think they're not interested because they've gone through free agency, and I think if he had an agent and put a request in a month ago, the trade gets done because then teams know, okay, I don't need to go. If I'm if I'm the Raiders, do I go sign Jimmy Garoppolo or do I make a trade for 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 uh, Lamar Jackson? And if I'm the the Saints, do I really want Derek Carr or do I make a trade? You know what I mean? So I think that's that's part of the problem. But the conspiracy is the fact that all the owners have gotten together, in my opinion. Uh, I can't prove this, but I'll say, in my opinion, they said nobody's getting a fully guaranteed $230 million contract. That's just not happening. That is we don't, And we don't know the numbers that Lamar wants. You know what I mean? We we don't know. We don't know if it if it's fully guaranteed. We don't know if he wants more guaranteed than Kyler Murray got, which was I think 160 million. We don't know what it is. You know what I mean? And that's part of the problem. So this process is really kind of broken down. And, and the fact that you know um, Rivera came out today on behalf of the Commanders and said, you know that. You know, Lamar isn't an option for us. It really doesn't fit with what we're trying to blah, blah, blah. Like, like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd be like, why? Like, he would be, he's what you need. Why wouldn't you want that guy? I think that's a conspiracy. The Falcons, you know, maybe they did want him, but they moved in a different direction. They've been building defense with their, their cap space. Um, there's teams that could use him. You know, the Patriots, could, I, would you take Lamar Jackson over Mac Jones? I would. Like, there's teams that would take Lamar Jackson, but it's like they're all saying, nope, we're not going to do it. He, he's the, him and the Ravens are going to work it out, and we're going to teach this kid a lesson type of thing. Yeah, I mean, do you agree with that or disagree? I, I don't think they'll work it out. I think Bashadi is that pig-headed to watch Lamar walk and deal with a quarterback like Elvis Gerbach or Kyle Bur- Bowler or whomever. They got rid of Joe Flacco for him. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. This guy was a contender yeah. in the playoffs almost every year that he's been in the league. For you to get rid of a sure thing in Lamar Jackson to be like, well, 
We're going to wait on it and say, I told you so, just like they did Earl Thomas out in Seattle. We'll wait and see him get injured. We won't give him the money. Thank you for your services. We'll find another way to make it happen. They did the same thing with Lamar, and I feel like that's extremely disrespectful, knowing that I'm pairing two bird organizations that act the same way. Seattle don't pay nobody. They didn't want to pay Russ. They let Russ, Russ go to Denver, and now look at the same thing that's happening with Lamar. They they save face by giving money to Geno, but Geno's deal is small and there's nobody really attracting too much money there other than DK. I don't know if they were ready to get uh, let go of DK last year and Tyler Lockett as well, but looking at the situation with Baltimore, it, it's interesting right now that they're willing to continue to keep paddling along with getting people to work off of their rookie contracts and if they're okay, then they'll give them you know what the market is, not uh over right bearing what, what some players are getting. I think Lamar is what, what Lamar's hitting for, he wants like one cent or better than what Deshaun got. Whatever Deshaun got, he wants right. one cent better. Kind of like how Eli Manning did it that year. Who was it? it was Tony Romo, I think it was. And Romo got that contract yeah. and then Eli came out and got like two more million than him and he was like, I'm fine with that. As long as I get more than Tony, I'm fine. This is the same thing I feel like Lamar is because at that time, Eli had a Super Bowl under his belt, but Romo was actually rolling with a decent offense. And you got Lamar that has an MVP, and Deshaun is fighting his way to stay in the league because of off-field issues, so on and so forth. For him to have those issues and get that much money there, that just started a riot. And the crazy part about it is Cleveland just restructured the contract. So it's like, Lamar, what are you fighting for if he's restructuring that to actually help the situation in Cleveland? So I, I don't know right. what Lamar's looking for, but that's, that's how I feel. I feel like he he wants more than what Deshaun's seen, knowing that that capability happened to a quarterback that was off the field for two years, for two years. So I, that's how I feel. But um, it could be something different. And I definitely think he's looking for the fully gu- uh, guaranteed situation also because nobody's getting that type of guarantee. They're, they're, you know, cutting some of it out, has to be incentive-based, so on and so forth. He's trying to change that yeah. narrative, and that, that'll be something interesting if he can. But – I think Baltimore is already set on ready to say, you know what, we washed our hands, get him out of here. And it's crazy, TP, because you look at, like, the Cardinals, everything that they went through with Kylo Murray, they took care of him. They gave him his money. They put that stupid stipulation in, but they paid him. And Lamar can't get paid. You know, it, 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 part of it, it, I feel like, and I don't want to beat this around, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this rest, but – um. If he had an agent, an agent would have advised him a little bit better because I think he did it out of loyalty, but, like, his teammates understood. They understood he didn't want to play those last couple of games because of his knee. But if that was the case, you shouldn't have played the whole season without a contract. You shouldn't have bet on yourself. This football ain't this, – it ain't baseball like Aaron Judge betting on himself. Like, football, you bet on yourself, there's a good chance. He bet on himself, and he he lost. You don't got the leverage, you know what I mean? Like you bet on yourself to 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 say I'm worth X, and you know you did you didn't finish the season, you got hurt, and now you, this is where you are. An agent want to let you do that. They want to let you play. So, um, it's just it's just a bad situation. I don't feel like I feel like he's got nowhere to go. Either he's playing for the Ravens or he holds out. That's that's essentially what I think happens because I don't see another team coming in there and, and making an offer and then having to give up two first-round picks to do it. Carolina's not going to do it because they just they gave the farm to get that number one pick to secure that pick. So 
I don't know. Maybe the Texans do it. I have no idea. But you know, but I got I got serious on the line. I'm gonna bring him in. Um, I I didn't I didn't think anybody was gonna call in. I thought it was gonna be me and you. So I'll, I'll bring him in. Serious out of the seven oh three and all area. He has like eight million air kills, CP. You know. That, I right? do. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like Stop the chat. Stop the chat. I have to. Yeah, you know, he has like eight phones that he has lined up, and every phone is in a different area code. So, yeah, what's up, Sirius? <laughs> what's up, man? What's up, man? Good to hear from you, TP. What's going on, my guy? So, here's the thing. I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I feel as though we, we had beat this Lamar Jackson thing uh, like, like a dead horse. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. he's not going anywhere. I, I, he, he, he can't go anywhere because – the, 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 the market for Lamar Jackson has all tapped out, you know, so all, all the teams that need quarterbacks, you know, it's like, it's like a bad game of musical chairs. And I think this was done somewhat deliberately by the Baltimore Ravens. At the end of the day, this is, this is chestnut checkers. You know what I'm saying? You have no intention on paying this man what he's worth. So then you slap this tag on him. You wait until you do all that. All the all this seats get filled. And now – you have a Le'Veon Bell situation where he sits out the first 10 weeks or whatever the case may be, comes back, and, you know, I'm not sure if he hot dogs it or, or what because that's a bad look, but I, 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 I don't see how he plays another down for Baltimore because this has gotten messy, and if you sit out a whole season, then you're right back in the same position that you're in, you know, currently because the season that, you know, you sit out does not accrue. So, um, I mean, that, 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 there's a possibility that the that the that the Colts do something on draft day. I keep hearing little rumblings about other little teams that may be interested. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to mind, but at the end of the day, the draft capital that you're going to have to give up to go get this guy and subsequently pay him ultimately it's not just it's not just trade. You got to you got to trade and, and and then pay the man. I, I don't foresee how he leaves Baltimore. And again, TP and you hit him the nail on the head. And again, we we said this last week, and we said it on other shows. You know, we don't know what the number actually is for Lamar Jackson at all. Like all, all, all intents and purposes, you know, he wants to Deshaun Watson, which is about fifty mil a year. Um, he hasn't come out and said that now. As of late, he's been saying a lot. You know, yeah. um, so maybe, so 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 maybe in the course of him um, and his rapid Twitter fingers, he may get an actual number. Um, but right now, we're, we're, we're all speculating. Here's what we do know: he's like he's worth more than what the Baltimore Ravens have offered him, um, and the Baltimore Ravens are literally going to screw over their whole franchise when he eventually walks. That's all we know. This is getting really, right. really messy. This is getting really, really ugly. And for for all intents and purposes, it did not have to. Be, it did not have to be this way. Lamar Jackson has given everything to the city. He's been a loyal citizen. He hasn't been, you know, off the field problems. He 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 comes to work every day. He tries to make his team better. He plays a unique style of football that is catered to the city of Baltimore. That and, and, and all of that. So he, he, he deserves his money. How much money? Again, 
I don't think he's worth $50 million a year, but he's worth more than what the Baltimore Ravens offered up. And, 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 and that's one yeah. thing we all sitting here can agree on. Yeah, because that's why that uh, that non-exclusive uh, tag is a double fu. Because not the exclusive tag, you get more money. I think that tag would get you about forty forty two million, something like that. I, I don't even know. It might be a little bit more than that. The non-exclusive gives you less money, and then gives you know gives them him the opportunity to negotiate. But nobody wants to negotiate with you. That's that's a trap. And then it's right. like. They can match that offer anyway, and if they don't, they get two picks. So it's like a double FU, you know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. But the, the, And I'm going to lay off this subject, but the interesting part of the tweet that I, that called out to me was that he requested a trade from the Ravens, Ravens organization for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value. We don't know what the value is. We don't even know what it is. Like, I mean, is his value just a guaranteed contract? Is his value just being paid like the top five quarterback in the league? Or, like, what is it? I don't know. Like, we, don't, we just don't know. Well, um, I agree well, with you, serious. I, I, I think, honestly, I think, honestly, I think the Ravens know what he wants. And I think Lamar Jackson and his mom, you know, know what the number is. I, I, I don't think that number is a mystery to the Baltimore Ravens. And I just think that Bashadi mm-hmm. and company – you know, just gave him the, you know, a, a, a nice fu. Was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna lowball you here, or we're not gonna give you what you want. If you feel you feel the froggy, go leap. You know, again, this is not new. TT said it earlier. They did it to Ed Reed. They did it to um, Ray Lewis. They did it to Jamal. They did it to Jamal Lewis. They did it to Suggs. Anybody who has been anything in the city of Baltimore, maybe again, maybe I thought of Ray Lewis because that I means. They, they loved him, and they paid Joe Flacco, yeah. which was walking. So, so I think I think Chandler said this um, last Thursday. He goes, the one time that they shell off, you know, money for a quarterback, and they open up their tape book, the very next year, you know, he, you know, crapped the bed, and you know, Joe Flacco ain't been right since. So, they, so the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens and Bashadi may have buyer's remorse, you know, for doing that to a quarterback, especially one of which who's missed. You know, in two seasons, the last third of the you know third of their game, and it's predicated mm-hmm. on mobility. You know what I'm saying? So right. at the end of the day, man, this 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 thing is wild. It's gonna get messy before it gets better. Um, but ultimately, I do not foresee Lamar Jackson playing another down in Baltimore, North North City. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna hold out. I feel like he's not gonna be there uh, week one, um, and that would be a shame. For, for the city of Baltimore. Uh, call number 929-477-2759. Sirius is with us here. Uh, DP Timeless and the villain uh, versus the villain. Uh, we're good always wins. Um, I want to switch gears um, to to, uh, to some basketball talk because the season is winding down, watching my Knicks in a, in a slugfest with the Miami Heat. That, that uh, fifth to sixth spot is very contested in both the East and the West. Um, it looked, you know, the, the Golden State Warriors came back uh, from 20 points down yesterday uh, to, to get a victory over the Pelicans and to keep themselves in that uh, sixth spot. Um, you look from uh, four to in the West from number four where the Phoenix Suns are to uh, number 11, you know, that's separated by only three and a half games. In the Mavericks, if the uh, playoffs ended right now, the Mavericks would be on the outside looking in, and the Thunder would get that number 10 spot 
the young Thunder that really didn't think they would do anything this year. TP probably had a different opinion, but I didn't think they would do much. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, whoa, what, what, what? No, I said so you had a different opinion. Oh, good. Okay. No, no, I'm being, I'm being honest. Like, listen, I didn't think that they okay. would do a lot this year. Their rookie got hurt, but they've surprised. I think they've surprised. I think, the, obviously, the Kings surprised. The Kings don't get enough credit. And I, I, I don't like oh. the disrespect that the Kings have kind of gotten this, you know, like, oh, they're the juicy matchup for the sixth seed or whatever. Yeah, they're a young team, and they don't play a lot of defense, but they're 15 games over 500, man. Give them the credit, man. They're, they're a good young team. Mike Brown is a coach of the year, in my opinion. Um, the Kings, we don't talk about them enough. They they need to some to some respect, and I think the Thunder too. TP, they they deserve some respect. They're playing some really good basketball, um, and 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 really surprising a lot of people and keeping this this Western Conference, uh, especially at least the bottom half, very tight. So I'll come to you, TP. Um, you, you got the Suns and Clippers and Warriors right there, four, five, and six, only separated by a game. And then you got the Timberwolves, Pelicans, Lakers, and Thunder separated by two games from seven to ten. You know, everybody wants to talk about you know the Lakers and that, everything, but I mean, as the West as a whole, I mean, do you see any team that really has any kind of quote unquote lock on this Western Conference TP? Uh, no, the only one I feel like it could potentially have it. Is the Houston Rockets? Oh no, I'm sorry, not wrong team. Um, the Golden. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, yo, yo. That was good. That was good. Wait, no, no, wait. Watch our back, 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 back. No, but the Golden State Warriors because of the experience that they have. They have the experience. They know what it okay. takes right now, and they're somewhat getting it together. The only thing that's really, 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 really bad about the Warriors is that they can't win on the road at all. Like oh. they, everybody's beating them outside of San Francisco. If they leave San Francisco. Good night. It's almost like free money in Vegas if you could do it right. Um, uh, other than that, I, I feel like nobody's a sure lot. Kevin Durant comes and plays his first home game for Phoenix. I want to see what they look like with him. They look good in that game against Charlotte. He came back out there the next shoot around and rolled his own ankle. Like nothing. He did that himself. So this injury proneness is following him around. So that's what makes them vulnerable to me. Like that could happen at any given moment. Um, I'm going to tell you teams that I'm not a believer of. I don't believe in Denver. I'm not thrilled with what they do. I know that Jokic is a monster. I'm not going to take anything away from him. A triple-double magnet and could do so many creative things on the floor. But when the lights come on in the postseason, Jokic go run in a corner and hide. The Los Angeles Clippers, they look good on paper. When the playoffs come around, Luka scares them. And right now, Luka's on the outside looking in, and they're not fully healthy, let alone Paul George is injured. I don't know how this looks. Just like I said with, with Golden State with their – you know, the knowledge of where they are and how much experience they have, I'm not buying them this year. I don't think they win the finals. I don't think they win the West. I feel like it'll be a good run for them, but somebody's going to knock them off. I feel like they're vulnerable now. I think we will see the Fat Boys break up, a.k.a. the Golden State Warriors with Draymond, uh, Steph, and Clay. I think that's going to break up soon, and Draymond is going to be on some other team or out of the league because I don't think they'll sign him to a big contract unless he's going to play at the veteran humble and get the most that he can out of the team and retire a warrior. That's the way I see it. But every one of them other teams in the Western Conference, I feel like they could do damage. Uh, Minnesota's going to have to survive as best as they can without Ant-Man, but Cat uh, has come back and has been sparking since. So it's interesting as heck across the board. And the one thing that I hope and pray that it comes to fruition 
is for Zion to come together like this week. They said that he was supposed to be back and like the doctors cleared him. He's supposed to come back in like two weeks. I want him back before like playoff contention. I don't want him to have a play in and come in here and mess things up. Like get get a feel for the game before you come back and turn into the monster that you were because you could be the story of the Western Conference if he gets back. Um, but across the board, again, I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm loving March right now. I love every last bit of it. There's disarray down there in Dallas, and it, and this is the best part about this. I'm going to make some people mad out there in the world, but I don't care. Beginning of the season, preseason at that, the MVP favorite was Luka Doncic. Do you know what Luka is preaching to the world right now? I am no longer having fun playing basketball. Is it because Kyrie's there? Is it because Jason Kidd can't handle this this madness? Or are we seeing that the pressure is on Luka? Can he handle superstar situations? He's a superstar. I'm not going to take that away from him. But right now, they are on the outside looking in. They are fighting their way with Philly right now. If Philly bumps them, that is another chink in the armor right now. And they may end up missing the playoffs with their preseason MVP favorite and Luka Doncic. I'm telling you, the West is wilder than ever before, and I love it. The West is wild, and there's so many question marks to your point, TP, with every team. It's like Denver is probably the best team, but you know we don't, be, you know I, you don't believe Jokic. Like it's so funny when I was driving to to, to meet up with you and the boys to to watch some uh, some college basketball. Uh, the takeover came on, and then Ether came on right after. So takeover comes on, and you know we we don't believe you. You need more people. Like I like I could go through this whole Western Conference mm. and, and tell Rock you from top to the bottom. Game, plastic cast is never easy. Do that. But it's like every team I could go through, right? And, and everything I could go through, guys, and, and tell you I don't believe you, right? The, the Grizzlies, like that. They think they won the championship twice already. They ain't done a damn thing, right? Like, you can say Listen, listen, listen. Do it to all of them. Like, you, we don't believe. You can think it's the Grizzlies. I don't believe in the season. I don't believe. I don't believe. You know, you can do it to them. I don't believe. I don't believe. Like, I don't believe. I don't believe them. You know, like the the Kings. I don't believe it. You're young and you don't play defense. The Suns. I don't See, the believe. Thing about the, like, wait, the, can, the thing about the Kings. Yes. The thing about the Kings is that they don't have no experience. That's why we don't believe them. But yes. they can play with yeah. everybody. They can play with everybody. They can score and they don't defend. And and you can say that with the Mavericks. That's that's why they're not winning because I I, I, I hate I, I I hate picking on Kyrie. They can't close. I don't think he's I don't think he's the problem. I think the problem is that th- this team is is it's built around watching Lucas Luca cook and then getting a kick out on the three, but then they don't play defense on the back, and that was always their problem. And then they traded their best perimeter guy to get Kyrie. Like, so, it, it, you know, it, it's just a mess. It's a mess out there. Um, the Lakers, Anthony Davis was supposed to be top five in the league. What is this guy doing? What is this? What are you doing? What, what are we doing here? Um, the Lakers are probably – Palinka finally figured out how to get a good team around these two, and then AD – you know, in a, an important game back-to-back, he doesn't play the, the, the back-to-back game. Like, dude, you're fighting for every game. Imagine if they had won that game that they lost. They'd be one game over 500 and be closer to the sixth seed. You know what I mean? Because he didn't want to play. I think it was the Rockets they played against. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a week or two ago. But um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Timberwolves, yeah, the, the Timberwolves, they're a mess. 
Uh, the Pelicans, you already hit it with, with Zion. We don't know if he's coming back. I, I heard about this guy, Zion. I, I remember him from college. I haven't seen him since. The Clippers, Paul George is hurt. Uh, you know, and then, you know, the, the Warriors, we don't – say what you want about the road. That's the most glaring argument against them. But then Andrew Wiggins, where is he? We don't know if he's coming back. So, like, the whole West is just a mess to me right now, TP. Uh, serious, what's your opinion on the Western Conference right now, bro? Because you look from, from 1 to 10 or 1 to 11. Yeah. The Jazz, we thought they were going to make a run. They're they're out of it. I, you know, poor Jazz. But, um, you know, 1 through 11, it's a mess. But I don't think any of them yeah, is anybody it's, it's, the top three from the East. You know, here's the funny thing about it is, like, again, the, the, the wild, wild west, if you will. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and go through all, all, all the teams like, like, like we just did because, honestly, again, we can make a case for any one of these these top eight, well, top six winning it, and we can make a case for any one of the top six losing it. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's going to really come down to matchups. But here's the thing. I'm agree with mm-hmm. TP again. I'm, I'm not buying Denver. I, I never have. I never will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just can't. Um, I honestly think that um, if Phoenix stays healthy, they're going to be the biggest team to really come out of the Western Conference if they're able to stay healthy. You can't mm-hmm. have uh, all the firepower like you have in Kevin Durant and Devin Booker um, and, and, and a point guard in CP3 who you know, has been there or done that um, and, and not really turn on the applause. And, and again, PP said something about Jokic and, and these other guys, you know, Paul George, and, you know, when the lights come on, um, you know, their, their, their game wasn't high. Uh, Kevin Durant, he never met a, a light that's brighter. You know what I'm saying? Again, if, mm-hmm. if this man is healthy, it's going it's, it's to be problems um, and, and for, for the Western Conference. I'm never going to count out Golden State. Um, as long as they got a pulse, because again, that championship pedigree uh, really speaks for itself. And um, if, they, if they're able to get Wiggins back, they, you know, that that definitely adds a, another weapon to their arsenal. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunate what's going on with him. I, again, we're hearing speculation. I'm not going to talk about the speculation here on this particular program, but we all see what what, what, what was you know suggested. Um, so that, that that's something that, you know, he needs to deal with, and I, and I definitely commend him for that. But we're sitting here right now talking about, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers and, and Pelicans and the Timberwolves and OKC and the 10th seed. And, again, I'm not going to sit here and say I expect the Lakers to go on a run, but these guys are playing exceptional ball um, since the trade. They got some pieces around LeBron and around AD that can help them. They went and got themselves a shooter and, and D'Lo, who's been battling an injury. You know, Reed's coming off the bench is a guy who can get you a bucket, a couple buckets if you need to. Um, obviously, LeBron, you know, ringing the door for me and then AD again. If, if, the, if they're able to stay healthy, um, I can see them – you know, being a thorn in the side of, you know, the big three. Um, shout out to Sacramento, man. Uh, Mike Brown went over there and turned that team on its ear overnight. 
overnight he turned that team on his ear. And as we currently speak right now, they're sitting at the three seed. Um, so mm-hmm. it's to him um, and what he's been able to accomplish. I do think they're going to come in, come across some stiff competition, especially when it comes to being able to, to close out games because a, a lot of the times the Aaron Fox and manufacture some things and hit something at the buzzer and, and kind of save them from the jaws of defeat come playoff time, you got to be able to strap up somewhere, somehow, and get consecutive stops, especially playing teams in, 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 in your conference that can put the ball in the bucket. I can't stand Memphis, but one thing that they do well is put the ball in the bucket, no matter if they go on from the one all the way up to six six, seven deep, they could put the ball in the bucket. Um, the Clippers are going to be a question mark for me. They, they, they always have been. They always will. Um, but it's going to be fun sitting here looking uh, at how this Western Conference shakes out. I, I, I don't think we have this big of an issue um, in the Eastern Conference. We'll, we'll get to them, I'm, I'm sure, here in a second. But the West, the, the West is literally wide open. Unsung yeah, story maybe. in the Western Conference, unsung story in the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz, if people don't know what just happened to them in one calendar year with them losing Spider, Gobert, uh-huh. and the lefty Conley, and for them to be a threat in the West in the 12th seed, I think, and if the I think the Mavericks lose, they catch them, and they are doing work right now because they're up five late, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's going into the fourth, but they're making noise and marking in this could be the most approved player or, or at least a threat to win it. Um, for what he's been yeah. able to do with Utah. Utah shouldn't even be in this conversation. I thought they were going to fall flat on their face. Danny Ainge, as much as I don't like you, you are a mastermind of the game and trying to put pieces of a puzzle together. You did it well. I got to salute you. Yeah, marketing is my uh, most improved player, MIP of the year, and Mike Brown in uh, Sacramento is my coach of the year. I don't know any way around it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think they'll catch them. They're a, half, a game and a half back, but you're right. They can catch the Mavs, but they're they're like, uh, you know, like a game and a half out of that 10 spot. I don't know if they have enough juice to get there, but um, it's going to be fun to watch the West. And, and the playoffs are going to be interesting. You know, I don't think a lot of teams are going to want to face the Suns in the playoffs. Um, if they do figure it out, they do get it together with that big three they got there. So, We'll see how that works out, but um, yeah, it's it, it is it's not going to be easy for any any of those uh, teams to go uh, through that Western Conference. And once they get there, like I said, East are, are going to be waiting for them. TP, how important is that one seed in the East? Um, you know, I, I think the the top three teams are pretty much locked. Um, you know, Cleveland is creeping. But they, they're three games back in the loss column of the Sixers, so I don't know if they're going to have enough to catch them. But um, the Sixers are f- five games back of the ones. Boston's two and a half with a, a bad loss last night, very bad loss last night. So the Bucks look like they're they're going to probably get out of there with that one seed. But how important is that one seed for, for any of those three teams? Boy, they better start playing real hard to catch Giannis and them because if Giannis and them play good with Chris Middleton playing shaky, my goodness. If Chris Middleton could give them, and I want to be fair with the numbers, if Chris Middleton could give them 17 to 21 points a game from now until the playoff run, 
they're deadly. Milwaukee is still beating people up, and I don't know how people are overlooking what Giannis is doing. They keep saying Embiid, Jokic, Embiid, Jokic, MVP. Y'all better go look at what Giannis is doing right now. This dude got a record in the East. He's outperforming them. Um, I think I looked at the stats recently. I think Embiid has him in points right now, but he's toe-to-toe with Embiid in points. I think he's averaging more rebounds than Embiid. Um, getting blocks, he's a defender. I think he plays way more defense than both Jokic and um, Embiid at that point in time. I think the only thing Jokic has is more assists than him per game. But other than that, Jokic has been – I mean, Giannis has been a monster for these guys. If they could get home court advantage and have that chip on their shoulder of what happened to them last year to Boston, this could be curtains for everybody in the East. But it's it's a lot of parity across the board. But I know at least the first round, whoever playing Milwaukee, if they have home court, they may potentially get swept. They may get swept. It's going to take a boss to come up there to knock Milwaukee off their course. I don't think it happens. But um, if Milwaukee can keep, uh, you know, taking care of business, Budenholzer has definitely changed my mind. I was talking a lot of junk about him when he was down there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He came to Milwaukee and became the Donnie Nelson of the Bucks. So uh, it, they, they better go get the Bucks because the Bucks are going to, fight tooth and nail for that position. I don't even think they'll rest people that last week. I think they'll continue to play to make sure that they got the advantage uh, for home court throughout. Yeah, I mean, Embiid's uh, 33-10 and 10 a game, right? And Giannis is 31-11, and 11, almost 12 a game. Um, Jokic is, what, 20, 20, almost 25-12 and 12 a game, and, and, and with the assist, too, almost 10 assists a game. So, I think Jokic is probably the front um, – is up there, but I think Embiid is the front runner for that MVP. But, yeah, I mean, can you imagine being a two or three seed and have – it's going to be a dogfight if, you, if you're if you Boston, right? If you have to face Philly in the second round and then you have to go to, to Milwaukee. It's like if you're the one seed, you only got to beat one of those teams. If you're the two or three, you have to beat both of those teams. That's why I feel like the one seed is critical for any team. And to your point, if, if Middleton comes back and, and, and gets back to that level, it's going to be a problem. Serious. I mean, how important is that one seed in the East right now for, for you? I mean, I think it's critical. You know what I mean? See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. With, with all due respect, I, I respectfully disagree, and, and here's why. And I think Boston – and Milwaukee are, are are solidified. And, you know, luckily for us, we get to see these two squads match up tomorrow. However, mm-hmm. I am not buying Philadelphia. And here's why. Okay. They have a guy on their roster that goes by the beard, right? Come playoff time, he's on milk cartons. In order <laughs> for you... To, in order for you to beat Milwaukee, in order for you to beat Boston, you have to show up. Right now, as we currently speak, I'm not even joking, okay? The, 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 the Philadelphia 76ers are playing right now. James Harden, as we speak, has 13 points in the fourth quarter. 13 mm. points against a team that doesn't play any defense at home. You're sitting at home. You're, yeah. you're, you're in Philadelphia right now. So, again, and, and I, I, no disrespect to, to MB. I, I think he's big time. I, I would love to see him get MVP this year. I, you know what? I, I think he's due. Um, but 
he, he needs help. And James Harden is not, has shown the ability to not give help when help is needed. He, he, he crumbles in big moments. And Doc Rivers is still living on the, on, 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 on the, the high of, of getting a championship when he's in Boston. He hasn't done a damn thing since, especially when it comes to postseason. This is the same dude who owns two consecutive 3-1 losses as a member of the coaching staff at LA Clippers. He's done it twice. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers doesn't play, doesn't coach well come playoff time. So, again, whether you got to play Boston on the road, I, 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 I think Cleveland gives Philadelphia fits. Um, obviously, Boston's going to give them fits, and Milwaukee may F around and sweep them, if you will, if they see them. I think, honestly, home court advantage, the number one seed, it doesn't matter to me. I think Boston or Milwaukee gets it done. Um, I think the way that Milwaukee's plan is just it's only right, and I think they get it. Um, but, again, I'm not buying Philadelphia. Cleveland, on the other hand, um, young team, uh, Spider is, is him, as, as, as the young people tend to say. Um, I just honestly think that at the end of the day, I, I think their youth may come back to bite them in the behind. Um, shout out to what Brooklyn is doing right now. Um, yeah, you know, for them to yeah. lose, for them to lose all the pieces that they lost to be sitting there at the six seed, you know, put together YMCA basketball players and those that you pick up at the Y and cast away from other teams, sitting there at the six seed is spectacular. What in the holy of holies is going on with the Miami Heat right now? This is a team that I expected them to be. Right, I expected them to be sitting somewhere where Cleveland was sitting at. But yet you're in a playing tournament right now. Potentially could be eliminated from postseason contention if if things don't break your way. Uh, Atlanta, I will give Atlanta a pass. Um, you know, trying to you know change the coaches midway through. Um, there's been rumblings about Trey Young not being happy where he's at. Um, so I mean, we we can have question marks throughout the whole Eastern Conference one through ten, if you will. Chicago sitting there at ten. Uh, Toronto sitting there at nine and Atlanta sitting there at eight. But ultimately, I think it's going to end up being Boston and Seattle, and, and the other ones are just going to have to figure out how not to get swept or, you know, get themselves a game. But I don't see Philadelphia doing well um, against any one of those two teams because they're just not disciplined enough. Yeah, yeah I don't know about Philly either. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was going to make a comment about the fact that Philly just now took the lead against Dallas. So yeah, Dallas ain't I just that ball game. Yeah, Dallas. I'm 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 done with them. But um, I don't think I don't think Dallas is, should be signed Kyrie. I really think they should let him walk, even though they did trade pieces to get him. I just don't see the fit. It's all about the fit. Um, Philly, it's weird because they had Maxi coming off the bench to kind of help that second union. I think they need him in the first uh, the starting lineup. Um, so I think once they figure that out, I think it'll be good. I, I disagree with you on giving Atlanta a, a pass. 
They brought a lot of people in. They they re-signed guys, extended contracts. Trey Young needs to be a leader, man. I'm sorry, man. I he's just a t- he's just a, a fake tough guy to me, man. Just with the ice cold crap. Like, give me a break. I know he's the villain for the for the Knicks, but like, like you got you got your coach McMillan, who who's a damn good coach, got him fired, and you still haven't figured it out. Like, at some point, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm sorry. Atlanta's better than a 500. Um. Brooklyn, even though they've they've lost seven out of the last ten, they're still they're still right there in the sixth spot where I thought they would have fell off and been way out of contention by now. So give them credit. Bridges, Mikel Bridges is 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 on his way. He's coming. Uh, I love Cam Johnson. I thought he was a good player. Um, Dad, who who did, who did they beat today? Who's that? Brooklyn. Um, who did they play? He's trying to be funny. He's trying to be funny. He's trying to be funny. We ain't got time for that. We got time for that. Did they play the University of Houston? No, in the words of Sean Carter on the song, What More Can I Say? We got a problem, Houston. Steve, <laughs> what up, Dee? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it happened. It happened. But it happens a lot. Because they played Brooklyn. Did they play the next the other day? Because they were in New York. So I think they played. The, oh. I don't remember that happened in that game. Um, shout out to Sirius. Uh, listen. I'm hilarious. I'm hilarious. You didn't know about me? But listen, Ooh, I, I love that 4-5 matchup. I love that 4-5 matchup, though, boys, right? I think the, the Cavs and Knicks, that's an intriguing first-round matchup. If everything stayed the way that it is, the Knicks getting a win tonight. But, um, you know, the, Donovan Mitchell should be a Nick. Every, he wanted to be a Nick. I think it was a good move for him to go to get traded to, to the Cavs because I think he makes that team a lot better. Um, you know, but the Knicks, you know, with Brunson, with that hothead Randall, they're they're a dangerous team as well. So the Knicks can get that first round win if they want to get into that next round. They have to stay in the five seed. They cannot slip to the six and have to face either Boston or, or the Sixers. So uh, it's going to be interesting out in the in the East. Uh, for sure. I think the champion comes out of the East. I think the, the NBA Finals winner is an Easter Conference team. And if it's Giannis and the Bucks, we got to have some serious com- conversations about where Giannis gets placed, um, you know, all time, you know, right? Like two and three years, like we got to have serious conversations, right? So that'll be very interesting if that does happen. But either way, even if he doesn't win, we need to have that conversation. I, I feel like he just doesn't get the props that he deserves so um but you know winding down great show i wanted to talk a little baseball but we might not get to it so we'll have to save that for another day baseball is opening up uh tomorrow so make sure you watch your teams the yankees and open it up to twinkies and, and everybody open it up to twins so that'll be very, very i i always love this time of year when uh baseball gets started but um i had to ask you real quick tp um, so we had the McDonald's All-American game last night, uh, East versus West. Uh, UConn um, had uh, one player on their team, but you know, obviously, it's not about UConn. Um, you know, the big, the big, um, the big highlight of the night was LeBron James being there watching his son, uh, Bronny James, uh, 
come in there, hit three, I think five three pointers um, in, in the in the game. Uh, had had some, you know, he looked like he he kind of belonged. Do you think he belonged in that game? And you know, a lot of people just say it was nepotism um, that he was there. Um, but you know, there's a lot of good kids. I think the kids that were in the game, I don't see that generational talent or that that big big time NBA player, but a lot of good role players, a lot of good players that can come in. But did you think TP that Ronnie looked good uh, in the game? He hit five for eight threes, and those are the only shots he hit. Like he's just he's a three point shooter now, so I got to give him credit because yeah. he finished over fifty percent shoot for three. But today's All Americans, especially on the floor, from what I saw, do not look like any of the All Americans from last year, yesteryear, or the years before. Uh, the talent pool has definitely dropped, so I feel like he fits in there, but he's not a one and done player. I don't feel like that's right that if he goes to college just for one year and comes to the league because his name is LeBron James Jr., unless he goes into college and he's putting up like 24 points a game, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think that he'll probably more or less have 13 to 17 points a game. And however, what type of run he puts at Ohio State or Oregon or USC, whichever school he could make it happen at, is going to have to happen. But I I definitely think he's going to need time in college to make that type of turnaround. I don't think he has. He's not that guy right now. But he definitely fit in the McDonald's All-American game Hell, there was some kids in that game that they looked like they begged them to come there. So I, I'm impressed mm-hmm. with him going five for eight, but I, I don't respect that talent pool that's there. I'm, I'm used to seeing Vince Carter, KG, these guys go at it. You can't even name more than five of those players right now that you're like, when he gets into college, it's going to be crazy. And he's the only one that you know, and all he did was shoot threes. But i got to give him credit. He hit five for eight. i got to give him that. Yeah, fifteen points. He played. He, I think he's a he's a three and D kid. Um, that happens to have one of the the great players as a dad, and he's been afforded all the the luxuries of that. You know, he's got to come. He's got to live with that. He's got to live with that burden of you know being LeBron James' son and like that kind of nepotism thing. But yeah, I agree with you. I watched a little bit of the game. Um, I wasn't impressed. Like you know, Duke and Kentucky. Obviously, they got a lot of kids. Um, you know, Bronny's the only one that wasn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Bronny was the only one that hasn't declared a school. I don't know where he's going to go. Maybe Oregon, maybe UCLA, who knows? But, um, yeah, I, I wasn't impressed with the, with the talent pool. Uh, Sarah, did you watch any of the games? Did you, did you think any of these kids, uh, could, could be that kid? You know, I mean, I, I watched a good portion of it just because, you know, the, I wanted to see, you know, Barney get his thing or whatnot. Um, honestly, I wasn't impressed. I mean, these are all Americans, and, again, I keep rushing the YMCA or whatever the case may be, but, you know, these are the type of type of skill level type guys that you see up at the YMCA just so happen to be you know, invited to an All-American game. I, I do hope that these, these, these young men go to school um, and develop, you know. I, I think yeah. Bronny, I, I, I recommend Bronny do that. I mean, keep in mind, I did see a, a report that said, you know, with, with Bronny's NIL, you know, earnings or whatever, he can get somewhere close to seven mil um, just on NIL alone. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure a little bit has to do with the fact that, you know, his last name is James and not Johnson or whatever the case may be, but I, I hope he goes to 
whatever school he picks. I don't know if he declared yet and, and works on his craft and and, and morphs more, more into a, a better ball player. Um, now, here, 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 here's the thing. LeBron James has always stated that it was his goal and his dream to play with his son. Uh, LeBron James is yeah. getting up there in years. And, you know, the injuries are starting to starting to mount for LeBron James. I can unfortunately see a situation where he trying to expedite his development so he can get into the league and play with his dad. Um, so I, I, I hope that's not the case, but I, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't expect that to be something that's talked about at the Thanksgiving table or in, in the James household. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I was impressed that he was he was out there. He was fearless. He shot his shot. He played defense. He played hard. He was playing hard uh, in the in the fourth quarter uh, in crunch time. I think you know some people wanted to make a big deal out of it, but he's a six three point guard that doesn't really play like a point guard. He's not a point guard. He's a three and D guy, so he's too small for that. I agree with you, TP. He needs time. He needs at least two years in the league, but his timeline is one and done because Daddy wants to play with him. So I I don't know what's gonna happen. I think he's He's stuck in between, man. I I don't see him. I think he can get to the league, partly because of his father, but partly because he can play. Um, but because this is really the first time I got to see him play, because I refuse to watch him play. Because I'm like, I don't. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here on my show talking about a high school kid. Just <laughs> like think about. Just think about. Just think about. Just think about this. If he came into the mm-hmm. league, he'd be a point guard. Could he handle Damian Lillard? Yeah. He can. He can do. Oh, oh! I was about to say, wow! I was like, no, I mean, because no, because what you say is like he would have to. He would have to. Because you won't be able to say he would have to guard the. He would guard after guard game. I'm like, yeah. Oh, damn. I was about to say, we can argue real bad. We can argue real bad. It's not a lot of point cards. My face was going to turn orange. I was going to argue until I turned orange. I was not going to die. That was going to turn a whole different breed. It would have been bad if you thought he could deep dance. Let me ask you this question, though. Wait, hold on. Can he run and fly with Ja? Because Ja's young. No. Can he run with Shay? Or Giddy, like oh. these, these are two cards he got to deal. With. This is just in the Western Conference. If I go out east, it's monsters. Like he gonna have to deal with a lot. It's pressure. Like he didn't like to go to college and come out and they know that he's LeBron's son and LeBron been beating up on dudes since 2003 to now. Everybody's gonna punch him in his forehead every time he come on the floor. So I don't, I don't think it's a good chance. But quick, quick note before we do run basketball. Um, Rookie of the year, Jalen Williams out of the Thunder. If y'all ain't seen this boy play, please watch the Thunder game. This boy is for real. And um, from the moves that my boys have yeah, been making, does. including what they did today, Brad Holmes has these boys trying to contend for the NFC. I'm not playing for playoffs. I think that they can yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, Saying it right here, nasty. right now. He's he's already solidified the secondary. That was a problem that we always had for decades. He's actually locked mm-hmm. these guys up, got one of the best safeties out of Philly, and now they locked up the, the receiving core, they, and they're still – look, look, they went and got Marvin Jones today, and they're still, as of today, talking and entertaining DeAndre Hopkins. If they get D-Hop in the middle of that offense with Jamison Williams, St. Brown, uh, they are trying to contend for NFC. So I'm, I'm, I'm – my skin's 
boiling goosebumps style. So I'm I'm loving this month of March. I'm telling you, sports has been a premium for me right now. Because if the yeah, Giants can yeah. make the playoffs, you know, you know, and no disrespect to my team, I think they overachieved. They played really well. But if the Giants can make a move and, and hit the playoffs, why can't the Lions? They should have made the playoffs last year. I was disappointed that you guys didn't make the playoffs. So, um, you know, a couple bounces go your way, you know, it, well, a couple bounces go against the Vikings. They're, they're not a you know a double digit win team. The, the, the division is the Lions to win. Sarah, she had a point. Go ahead. No, I was. I mean, I, I was. I was going to talk about you know the the comp to to Bronny James, and I, I think a lot of what you know you guys were asking um, as it relates to Bronny James is the same type of stuff we asked when it pertains to Lamelo Ball. Um, and you know he came in the league and he figured it out. And you know when he's when he's when he's healthy, you know it's, it's, it's kind of an all star type of dude. But time will tell with that. But that's the TP's point about the Lions, man. Like real talk, they gonna f around and win this whole damn division and mess around and be a, a two C or something like that in, 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 in the conference, man. If they stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm still not buying Jared Goal um, because we, we've seen this movie from him before. Um, mm-hmm. But the weapons that they are starting to assemble um, is, is is insane. Uh, they, they 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 signed my boy Cam Sutton, uh, who I, I, I Thank love. You. Thank they, you. They went Thank out you. Of, Thank you. Thank you. Very underrated. You want, Very underrated. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? You. you, you 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 go out and make some smart decisions or some smart moves. You bring back a, a veteran and 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 Marvin and Marvin Jones. I I I I like what the hell they're doing. It's, it's, I like it's what they did with coming. the running back. If, if, yeah, everything means look. Everything means a lot with how this draft turns out. If they can, I love the Montgomery pickup. But if they could still get B John, and and can either get Jalen Carter or um. The, the defensive tackle Breezy out of um, Clemson, we're fine, we're, and they're already they're entertaining yeah. Calais Campbell too. So they, yeah, they well, he signed. Yeah, he did sign. I think Calais he signed with Atlanta. I think, I think he signed with Atlanta. Yeah. I think he signed with Atlanta. Yeah, but they, they, listen, Bob Hope he's like going crazy right now. He is going crazy with the Lions. I've never seen a GM do this. Matt Millen put us in the ground for a decade in the early 2000s. And then right after him, with the Dan Quinn era and all of the bullcrap that they went through, and now they got somebody that's really stern on trying to turn this thing around. If they can get a solid second or third string quarterback, if they got Nate Suffield, I don't think he's that guy. But Goff has been solid since week nine. He didn't throw a pick since the Packer game against uh, Alexander. That was the last pick he threw. So he's valuing the football. Um, and they turned down the Lamar talk. They like Lamar's a great quarterback, but we got a quarterback. So. If Campbell and them are sold on golf, I gotta go with my boys. My heart is in that city of Detroit, Motor City, and and if golf could make this special with the unit they got, and if they can get D Hop there before May and let him work out with them, and, and this be mayhem, like I, I'm ready. I I want to talk junk now. Now I want to talk junk. Let's be healthy, <laughs> do the best we can. And I'm talking crap. I'm, I'm talking a lot of crap. Listen, I'm walking around. I'm, listen, I'm talking so much. I'm talking so much crap. I'm gonna need a roll of Scott tissue everywhere I walk. I'm telling you, I'm talking crap. <laughs> I'm you, you sleep on your stomach so you don't 
don't mess up your sheets, like Biggie. Um, um, listen. <laughs> but no, like you should because it just it feels different. You can feel the culture is so different. I told you when I watched them on on um, Hard Knocks, it felt different. It wasn't that same old Lions culture. Dan Campbell figured it out, and you know what, Jeff some lines to stand behind. He has two good running backs, and he has a plethora of receivers. And I think getting rid of your tight end, and you still got a solid one until. And, and hey, what's the what's the tight end that everybody's in love with out of the draft? I can't remember his name, but um, can oh, you see imagine if the sec- Wait. no, in the draft, from Notre Dame. Oh, oh yeah, Michael Mayer. Um, yeah, if Michael you mess around in the second or third round, yeah, if you mess around in the second or third round and still hit, Lord have mercy. Listen, I like what but I I'm see content. from they, you guys. But what what is, what is it? Eight and a half, nine and a half is your over under? Over. The over under is nine and a half. But I'm content with the tight end that we got. Over. Brock Wright is a good tight end. It's nine and a half. That's Vegas what I mean. Nine and a half. That's, that's what I mean. Like you got a good tight end, but if you got two tight. Listen, the, the 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 NFC East is tough, right, from top to position. Now, because the Giants should be a little bit better with Waller um, and, and bringing in uh, some linebacker help. The Cowboys bringing in Cooks. I like what they did. The Eagles, even though they lost some players, I think they resigned some key ones. I think they'll figure it out in the draft. But you look out outside of that and maybe the 49ers in the West, maybe the, the Seahawks, I, I think they've done some pretty good things. In that central, if the Lions don't take that division, it's a it's a disaster of a season for me because they are clearly I don't believe we don't believe the Vikings. Nobody believes the Vikings. The no, Packers but you still got to respect the Vikings. You still got to respect them. You still got to yes, respect you them. Do. You do. Yes. Absolutely. You to be the man. Woo! You got to beat the man. But I think the right. man is in, in the D right now. So um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. Um, yeah, whew, wow, that's a lot. There's a lot. Listen, TP, we are going. The the Giants and the Lions having joint practices. I hope it's in New York because uh, we got to go. So uh, we we definitely got to set that up. But um, listen, I I'm done. I had a lot. I had a lot of fun. I needed it. Uh, I needed to talk some some sports, get my mind off of things. It's been a pleasure. Serious, always a pleasure doing the show. Uh, thanks for calling in. Give us a shout out and a plug as we get out of here, bro. Man, it's your boy Sears up in that phone. One, two, and a seven, oh, three, man. Such a pleasure, a pleasure to kick it with you, gentlemen, on, on another edition of the Carlos Cook. Y'all, um, yesterday I had a great opportunity to speak with Greenwood uh, on the front office show about some situations, uh, a couple of which we spoke about here on tonight's show. So for those of you guys that are listening, if you want to go back and kind of hear what we had to say on, on that show, um, as well as download and listen to this one, um, uh, Mr. Harvey's not here, so I'll go ahead and plug it, man. Check out Barbershop Clubhouse. Um, I was I was popping in and out a couple of days ago, man. Love kicking it with those guys. Um, also, um, I, I say this all the time. I say this all the time, man. Tomorrow is not promised. Make sure you tell those people that you love them. My thoughts and prayers go out to those affected by what took place in, in, in Tennessee. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get political on this type of show, but goodness gracious, enough enough. We need some grown folks to make some grown folk decisions to to help us out. But with that being said, man, I'm gone, man. I'll catch up with you guys later.
Absolutely, man. I, it just it breaks my heart. I got a I got a ten year old, a six year old, an eleven year old, and sending them to school. We shouldn't have to think that um, they might not come home. It it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any. Sense. But um, listen, we're gonna have fun uh, this weekend. Uh, TP and I and some other some of the crew. We're gonna watch a little bit of Final Four. UConn Huskies. Um, rolling through that tournament, man. It's March has been fun for the, for the uh, March Madness. Um, you know, FAU um, doing their thing. San Diego State, uh, tough call against Creighton. I didn't like that call Sunday. We were talking on the phone, TP, during that game. and just uh, I hate that, hated that call, but it is what it is, right? Um, Miami Hurricanes, they, out of the ACC, they're looking really good. Um, but I think UConn, they're what, uh, minus 125. It's their their tournament to lose, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I like what they're seeing. The deepest team probably in the country. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun watching Sonogo Jackson, who is – I said it to you, TP. If, if, Jack, if, if a team figures out how to fix that jump shot, you got yourself a heck of a ball player because he runs the break. He can, he can run the fast break. He can control the break. He rebounds. He defends. Um, he does a lot of good things on the court. So, um, you know, very exciting player. So it's going to be fun watching those games. But um, And obviously baseball starts out tomorrow. Volpe in the major leagues, wearing number 11, taking his place at shortstop. Uh, it's going to be very exciting in New York. So, um, you know, lots of, lots to talk about. You know, we got obviously – March into April is going to be a lot of fun, but shout out to everybody. Shout out to the to the crew, Mike, uh, Dave. Uh, you know, have his dog's having surgery, so shout out to Dave Greenwood for stopping in yesterday. Make sure you go listen to this Darius and Greenwood show. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a listen also myself. I'm sure the gumbo will be on tomorrow with Chandler. Shout out to Chandler and Mike uh, talking a little baseball. Um, obviously, you got the the the, the flagship show. The, the the timeless uh, Sunday brunch with TP, who always does this thing on Sundays. So make sure you get that plate. Um, you know, pleasure doing the show with you, TP. Um, like I said, you know, this was for my dad. I love you, um, TP. You know what to do. Get us out of here, brother. Just for Barry, I'm going to say this right now. I hope because they both are deep. I want to see a Connecticut, Florida Atlantic national championship because they got tall guys and they got guys that can shoot. I feel like that could be the matchup, but Miami got something to say, especially with the run that they went on up against Kansas. Uh, no, Kansas State actually played Florida Atlantic. Um, Miami, the way that they had to come back and, and persevere in that game on uh, was that that Sunday, I think that was. I, I'm getting mixed up in all of the games. However, Miami was down. <laughs> they had to come back to, to, to make it happen, yeah. and, and I, I didn't think that they were going to win that game at all. I did not against Texas. That's what it was. And, um, Me either. And and uh, they had a double-digit deficit late and still were able to pull that out. I think James Larinaga got these guys on a, a good run right now. I think he can make it happen. But um, it, it's going to be a credible matchup. I got my state going up against my football pride team and city and school, and my heart lives in, in Miami, so I don't know. Like, my, my physical body's in Connecticut. My heart is down there and on a football field down there, but it's, it's basketball, my favorite sport, and, and I, I love this. So this is going to be an incredible weekend. I can't wait to get into it and sit down and enjoy some sliders, some wings, and things like that with Bro Barry. You already know how this goes down, Sports City. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City.
city, chef, chef, sport city, sport city, chef, chef, sport city, sport city, chef, chef, sport city, sport city, chef. Kaboom, sport city chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sport city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sport city, sport city chef, chef. Sport city, sport city chef, chef. Yeah. Cat. <laughs> Woo! Connecticut. Uh.